Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other hosts, Brenda McCullough and Matt Basta. How are you guys doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, what a welcome back for Basta. So enthusiastic. I have a reputation to uphold of having really unenthusiastic intros. Yeah, well, so does Bren. Um, you guys are the worst. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Why don't you be complaining about whatever the hell is happening inside my body at the moment? What's oh, happening God. inside your body? Did you have Taco Please, Bell? It better not be food-related. <laughs> no, I'm actually doing okay today. It's a little warm. That's about the most I can complain about. That's good. Yeah. How about you, Basta? How am I? Um, yeah, we haven't heard from you in quite a while, actually. I feel like a listener... It's a hell of a story. I'll tell you what. Um, oh, no. I had to move... Uh, from Redwood City, California to Oakland, California. And if, if you know your Bay Area geography, you'll know that they're on the opposite sides uh, of, of the San Francisco Bay. Um, and as it happened, uh, for reasons which I'll not bring up, I had to move uh, without using uh, a, an automobile. Um, so oh, I had to lug uh, all of my that. furniture, all of my belongings, um, down around the bottom of the bay and back up the other side um, on foot. Uh, and it took quite a while, uh, but oh. I got there in the end. Yeah. You didn't even have a bike? No. Well, I had to move a bike. Uh, and of course... Uh, you carried it on your back? I could have ridden it. That would have been a, a better idea. <laughs> Are you just like in crazy shape now for like carrying a couch across the Golden Gate Bridge? Uh, wrong bridge. Um, oh. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't use bridges. Uh, I just, just went the long way. Um, it's fine. Wow. It's fine. Impressive. But then yeah. when, once you got all set up, have you gotten the chance to enjoy any video games? Um, have I gotten to enjoy any video? Actually, I'll, I, I have a real fucking treat for you guys right now. Ooh. Oh um, God. Okay, good. I'm going to send you guys a link because I haven't played any video games, but I have one. worked on one of my video games. And oh, so, yay. As you guys know, um, I've, I've built some video games uh, in the past, um, all of them on the internet. And this particular game uh, is called Superior Marco Cousins. And the idea is that it's supposed to be like a bad play on Super Mario Brothers. And the original idea that I'd had was to sort of make it seem like somebody in like a weird borderline third world Eastern European country, like like Borat style um, had tried to make a video game and they just like copied Super Mario Brothers but it's it's really shit um, but no it's, it's so cute I'm playing adorable. it right now it's the most adorable <laughs> little neat? thing ever and I love like there's this interesting mechanic when you jump like up you through can double the trees jump. I love it oh you could double jump holy fucking shit you double jump if you press Q you can actually throw the melons that you've collected melon and it makes a little wop, wop. Uh, oh my god, um, this is amazing! It Isn't that good? Of, like, the little this is blue quite good. Dinosaur from Bubble Bobble, but without like the spice or something. So there's actually a a, a, a mode uh, that I've started working on for two player, um, but it is not there yet. And the idea is the two player will work over the internet. Um, so basically, you'll do this little thing, and it'll connect you with excuse me, either a friend or somebody else, and um, you'll be able to play together online and, like, jump on each other's heads and shit. It's going to be good. That's um, so fucking cool. Dude, if you ever need any, like, level design ideas, I can always help out in that department. So that's actually... I'll tell you a little bit about how this is built. Um, so I actually use a level design tool. I don't have it installed on this computer, but I have it on my, my MacBook. Um, 
and basically it's it's just like a like a grid level editor. It's it's a lot like um uh what what's it called? The Super Mario the new Super Mario thing. Uh Mario Super Maker. Mario Maker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the best is when you accidentally die and it's like disregard for workplace safety. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that was the thing. Like the idea was to make it sort of like weird borderline communists Soviet <laughs> overtones. You know, <laughs> and then you enter your name for like the, like high score you think, and then it's just like access denied. It's like, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, it feels like it was made by like a corporation, sort of like. I mean, at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very much like that. So, um, spoilers, but it's it's only spoilers for level level one. Um, if you have you guys gotten to the end of the level yet, or, or are you still? No, Ooh, I just still I died. Time. Okay. Um, <laughs> So I'll, I'll I'll talk about the game while you guys get to the end. Once you guys get to the this sort of like end of the level, you'll know what it, what it is, and I, I'll explain it to you. All right, um, I'm working on it. Was but it I started dream? this game. It, no, it's not all a dream. Um, if only it was all a dream. <laughs> uh, I had started this game about two years ago when I was still at Box, and uh, I'd written it in JavaScript. And at the time, I got really into Dart. And I said, oh, man, this would be so much better in Dart. So I rewrote the game in Dart. And six months later, Google announced that they're not going to be really doing Dart anymore. And I was like, oh, well, fuck me. So, (laughs) yeah. So I basically didn't do anything with it for for like a year. And um, uh, about a month ago, I was like, you know what I haven't worked on in a while? Like, I need something to do. I need, you know, I need a little bit of... A little pick me up, um, and so I picked this back up and I I translated it from Dart uh, to for the the techies out there that know what I'm talking about to ES6, um, and so it was a pretty clean transition. Um, just getting rid of all the the type annotations. I could have done TypeScript, didn't feel like it, um, but it it's turned out really well. And I fixed a bunch of bugs in the process. There's still a few nasty bugs in there, um, which is unfortunate, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's on like sort of solid ground now. I've got a tool chain set up, um, and I can start adding features again, which is which is the cool part. Fix some of the physics with like the the NPC slash enemies because um, they're a little bit weird at the moment. Uh, Fuck, Brent, <laughs> are you getting to the end? I I suck at this game. Have you not? It, it isn't easy. I made it to the end, but I drowned in the pool. Oh yeah, so don't. I, well, that's why I said not to not to get to the end. Um, so you get to the end and then tell me. So you'll notice yeah. that there's a lounge chair next to the pool. Yep, I'm on it right now. You have to squat on the on the lounge chair with the deck. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would never figure that out. Yeah, and then the, the there's the sunglasses and yeah. and you're relaxing, but you have to relax by the pool to end the level. So that's actually <laughs> sort of an inside joke. We, um, the last office that I used to be in when I was at Box was adjacent to a hotel, and the hotel had a pool, and you could just about get Wi-Fi out there. And so you know, it's it's common for people to like work from home. And you say W F H uh, for work from home. Um, okay. So uh, yeah. every now and then, like when I had a meeting coming up, I'd be like, "Oh, Chris, uh, WFP, work from pool." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it, it was funny uh, at the there time. But yeah, so Superior Marco Cousins. Uh, yeah, we'll have a link for the listener to play in our show notes because yeah. you guys got to check this shit out. It's pretty fucking awesome. And if you're interested, um, 
I'll also send you the uh, GitHub link. It's all open source, and all of the assets, uh, all of the code is all, um, I think it's Creative Commons Zero, so it's basically public domain. So um, you can do with it whatever you want. You can contribute stuff back. Um, it's it's a whole buttload of fun. I forgot oh, there was a double check Oh, yes. Already. I just got relaxed by the pool. Oh, my nice. God. <laughs> Good on you. Yay. Anyway. We're confident. Yeah, I know. I feel Sorry, like that I, took me Sorry, I just all... like took us down a really deep rabbit hole and derailed the show already. I've managed oh. to do it in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, but I feel like our listeners are like super interested in trying out the game, so that forces them to visit our website. Well, we're... <laughs> <laughs> weren't you the one that introduced us to slither.io too? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I uh, well, don't remind me. <laughs> I'm going to have to make this like not a habit. And agar.io. Agar.io. You introduced us yeah. to games we play on the podcast that woefully distract us. <laughs> oh man how about you doug what have you been Good playing stuff. um well i'm still like on my month of playstation now so that gives me access to all these playstation 3 games and i was saying to brandon mark last time that i was gonna play a lot of jeopardy and ever since talking to Corey from one track gamers i've been inspired to like go after trophies and shit and i do have the desire to platinum jeopardy because i think it's possible but it's gonna take a lot of fucking work on my behalf but i feel like i've done a lot of the more challenging ones uh some really there's some ridiculous ones so it's not like an easy game to platinum by any stretch but for the most part i think i only have like 10 uh 10 trophies left until i get the platinum so it's definitely within reach but i'm gonna have to play jeopardy every night before bed <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if ken jennings has ever gotten platinum on that well, dude, hmm. it's cool because during the game it'll say uh, little tidbits of trivia while it's loading and shit. And the one was saying that I think the most somebody won on Jeopardy was over $3 million, and they were someone from Lancaster, PA. So, like, nice. shout out to that person, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got those those Lancaster genetics. <laughs> <laughs> they know a lot about Amish and woodworking, and that's it. That actually leads me to, like, one complaint, though. So, one of the trophies is... Well, there's two trophies. It's like win an online game and just the other one is just complete an online game. And this game is so old that like nobody's fucking playing. So when I want to like <laughs> when I want to go like uh find an online match and it's just like constantly ser- uh searching and then eventually timing out, I was like, "Oh, these servers are dead. It's never going to happen." So during this weekend, I was showing my girlfriend the game and explaining to her the trophies I'm trying to get, so she was helping me out and shit. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, for shits and giggles, let's just go see if we can find someone. Someone was in a lobby, and I was like, oh, and it took us, like, six or seven tries of, like, entering and exiting the lobby before the person even noticed we were there. And then, like, they, it started the game. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a trophy at least for, like, completing a game. But this person, this motherfucker, I feel like <laughs> that's the thing with this game. I don't – no wonder there's no one playing this online because if anybody did play online, you were just going to be furious. Because this person, I swear to God, would answer every single question as fast as possible and then uh, it would take the entire amount of time to answer their thing as if they were, like, Googling it or they had, like, a little list of every correct response and they got – Every single one correct, and until the very end of the game, I think they got one or two wrong. And I think at that point, it didn't even fucking matter because it was like their score was astronomically like further than me or my girlfriend. So in general, I was just like, "Oh, that's so fucked." But the reason I think they're playing so dirty is because there's a trophy for yeah, if you win an online match. So they were probably just like, "Oh, well, I need that trophy. I never want to do this shit again." And I'm like, "I don't. I'm the same way, dude. Ah, uh, uh, fuck." So I don't know. So you're mad because you weren't best at cheating. 
No, that but no, I didn't cheat. I was just playing. I was playing like a regular ass game. Of, I know, but that's what I mean. Now I'm going to, and now whoever I play against is going to be cheating, and then it's just going to be like whoever's best at cheating. God damn it! Why can't it just be a regular <laughs> game of Jeopardy? You just got to find the game for really dirt cheap, and then just buy a copy for your girlfriend so you could just play against her online. Well, that's what I mean. I was like looking for friends online to play with. I'm like, none of my fucking PlayStation friends have this Jeopardy game. So, but I did see uh, Amanda from One Track Gamers was online, so I sent her a message. It was like, are you guys at least PS Now subscribers? Because if you are, it'd be awesome to play a game. And if you could like throw it for me, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But in general, I I do want to get a trophy. But uh, she they they aren't subscribed to PS Now, and I'm like, that's understandable. So hopefully, I'll find somebody who can play Jeopardy with me. Hey, listener, if you want to play fucking jeopardy with me send us a tweet i just imagine going up to a man to be like take the dive and you just like slip her like some money and behind you he's just like dubs with a gun in his overcoat or something <laughs> oh jesus christ Don't listen to Greg. <laughs> but uh no and then another game i've been playing more of is just gravity why was Rush. it dubs why why is dubs like the one that's that's suddenly violent it's because <laughs> Greg's he's the just... quiet one and if he has a gun you know he's gonna use it he's throwing people under the bus <laughs> but uh I don't know. Uh, I have been playing Gravity Rush, and it's amazing. I love the fucking game. But speaking of which, I saw the trailer for Gravity Rush 2, and oh my god, it looks amazing. But it's, like, semi-spoilery, but not really, because, like, where I'm at in the game, there's, like, introduced this character, this other female character who's also, like, a gravity shifter, and it seems to me as if she's, like, an enemy, and she's, like, real stuck up and, like, a bitch. But, like, in the trailer for Gravity Rush 2, it seems like they're working together, so I'm like, oh, well, I guess I know how this one's gonna wind up. So... I guess she's going to end up being like your teammate. I don't really understand yet. But in general, I'm just grateful to know that this game that I'm getting invested in and I love so much has a future for the franchise and that there's going to be a sequel really soon, actually. I hope they have an Easter egg somewhere in Gravity Rush 2 where uh, George Clooney is just drifting off into space in the background somewhere. <laughs> no. That'd be pretty interesting. But, um,. Yeah, how about you, Bren? I feel like, I don't know if there's anything else. I'll have to think while you talk. Uh, let's see. I got the standard Overwatch. I found out, actually, there's a website, I think, overbuff.com, that'll give you, like, more stats about your account and stuff. And I think I'm in, like, the top 11% of May players for quick play in Overwatch, like, in the world. Holy so, fucking shit. Good job, dude. That's neat. And I think I'm, like, 13% for Symmetra. And, you know, it's quick play, so it's just a random throwaway matches so people might not be trying that hard damn some people are trying too hard for quick play when they should be playing competitive um but i saw the dude who's like number one in the world is like number one with i think like seven to nine characters all in competitive and has like at least a solid day playing every single character like all those characters he's number one with how the fuck is that possible like think about that Like, oh, that's just, like, the most impressive, like, it's, he's like, it doesn't matter, I could be anybody, you're fucked. Pretty much, like, he was one of, like, every class, and then, like, each, like, one for a sniper, one for, like, a fast offensive character, one for a heavy tank, one for a healer. Like, it was disgusting. But, I mean, once again, those are, like, stats, so there's a guy who was pretty high-ranking because he's only played, like, 30 matches and won 29 out of them. So, like, statistically, he's one of the best, but on average, he hasn't actually played that much. So you gotta take it with a grain of salt. Um, what else? Necropolis? I've been playing more of that. That got the patch that they were talking about, and you can immediately tell the difference in the patch. 
some of the like costumes and armor have been upgraded so they look better. They're not just kind of different designs painted on the same clothes. Uh, the enemies are... If people were complaining it was hard trying to solo that game before, it is a lot harder now because they've rearranged the levels so they're not quite as repetitive. And some of the enemies from the later levels, like level 4 or 5, are now on the first level. So they are a lot harder. Oh, weird. They have like cro- like little arm crossbows that shoot fireballs now. You can get those pretty early on. I I mean, I'm glad with the... I liked the game before, but I'm glad they did the patch because it seems like it added more stuff and it wasn't some day one DLC like bullshit stuff where they tried to charge you extra money for it. So... I didn't think it needed the patch, but I'm glad they did it. It definitely improved it a little more. So I'm still enjoying that game, but f- fuck, is it harder now? If people were mad before. You know, something yeah. I've, I've wondered is, is when you get these games with these really massive day one patches, if it's almost sort of like, uh, like a separate game. And, and so you get all these people that are like super hardcore about, you know, like, beating it 100% or whatever. And I wonder if there's like communities of people out there that try and like beat the original version and then beat the version with the, the massive day one patch um, and to sort of treat them as separate games. Hmm. I, I'm not sure. It's a, it's a good thing you brought that up though. Cause I know we've talked about it a lot and God knows every gaming website out there is talking about it. Now it's almost every top story, but no man's sky. I'll try not to harbor mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> no sweat. We talked about it before. The guy bought a copy of it for $1,300. Oh, my God. He already beat it, and they've already announced that there's going to be a day one patch for No Man's Sky that's going to not, like, add a few bucks or fix a few bucks or something. It's going to completely change the game, apparently. And So that's a prime example of what you're talking about, Basta, where, like, he already beat the game originally, and now with this day one patch, it's going to be completely new, and he's going to have to beat that again. Well, he is the unique case in that scenario. Exactly. But apparently, after him more copies have been getting out and more people have been streaming it and like getting their hands on it. And they haven't even been giving out review copies. So no one should really have this. It can only be through people stealing copies from the company or something. And they've said that they're wiping all of the servers clean on day one. That's my question about it. Like, is it like MMO at all? Like, I feel like if you go explore a planet and then like plant your flag or whatever the fuck you're going to do, like, and leave your mark essentially, uh, do you think other people, like and, and they're gonna wipe the servers. Is that what you're talking about? I don't think it's a traditional MMO because MMO is kind of hard to describe now since so many games now are based online. And I think it's more of an like MMO in the sense of Dark Souls, where everyone's playing for more or less in the same world, but you might not be interacting with people like you would in World of Warcraft, where you're running up to people like looking like, hey, does anyone want to do a guild raid or something? I see. And. I think you will be able to leave your mark and be like, this is my planet, or I fully explored it, or here's the ship I designed. But for people who've already done it before the game's out, all that's being erased. So, And some people might think that's a dick move on the developer's part. I see it as fully reasonable, considering they shouldn't have the game to begin with. So they shouldn't really have stuff in the servers. So uh, now I'm just solely interested in playing that game just to go shit on other people's planets and just leave my mark literally. <laughs> well, I mean, once again, I've compared it to Spore before, but in Spore, you would be like a little animal. And when you're small running around the planet, you would see other players fly by in a spaceship and abduct another animal right in front of you and then fly mm-hmm. off. That is so cool. So like, I think Spore was like Fable, where if you were following the development of those games and you were all into that hype, 
you were incredibly disappointed. You were like massively disappointed by the developers and what they promised. But for someone like me who just discovered both games, like happen, you know, on happenstance, I think they were both great. Though Spore ended up fucking a lot more than I expected. Like it, it was a mess. But there was a lot of cool designs and elements of that game. And I think if a game company could do it right, it could really be cool, like No Man's Sky. But I, like I've said before, I think this game is dramatically overhyped, and it's going to just be disappointing most people because. It's been hyped up for years, like Lost Guardian. That's been hyped up for five years now. Yeah, that you're you're not wrong on either of these. The sad, th- I think they're both going to be really good titles, though. But they're not going to be what we all expected. Kind of what what's going on with We Happy Few. Yeah, there's been there's been a good amount of backlash from We Happy Few. I'm fine with not playing it at all until the game is finished, and then once it's finally out, then I'll decide if I want to buy it. But yeah, it's definitely not what people were expecting, and even uh, Suicide Squad just came out recently and is getting shit on by almost everyone universally. Because really? Oh, I'm seeing very mixed reviews, so I'm not sure. I'm seeing very negative, and I think it's because a lot of the fanboys were hyping it up so much, giving it 10 out of 10 reviews before there was even a trailer of it. And when people saw uh, preview screeners, they were saying it was a b- giving it bad reviews, so much so that there was petitions to take r- bad reviews off of Rotten Tomatoes and Time uh, New York Times. People were petitioning to get rid of the bad reviews because they were criticizing the movie, which is their job. So people were so butthurt thinking that, like, no, this movie has to be perfect. How can anyone say anything bad about it? It's not the movie that's bad. It's the reviewer that's bad. And I think the fanboys gave a lot of people, a lot of people reasons to hate this movie even before it came out. So I think the audience is a lot, has a good portion to blame for why this movie is getting such bad reviews as it has. Because the fans were trying to say this is going to be the best movie ever. And it's apparently, eh. I've heard you know, varying degrees of, it's alright, to it's garbage. I don't <laughs> think I've heard anyone say it's great. Yeah, no, definitely. I, okay, I'll, I'll agree with that. And yeah, I personally have zero interest. But from somebody that I know that is someone who read the comics, they said that this is one of the more accurate jokers to the comics. I'm not sure how valid that stands up to certain people that I might've just outraged some of our listeners, but I'm not <laughs> really sure. Them. Yeah. But, uh, hopefully that's the case if you are a diehard fan. Uh, but like I said, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. And it depends on what Joker they're comparing it to. Cause there wasn't, there was a recent revamp of the Joker in the new 52 that a lot of people hated, but I could see it being compared to Jared Leto's Joker. And I've also heard it's like Brian Cranston and Godzilla. They advertise them a lot, like the Joker and Suicide Squad and Brian Cranston and Godzilla. But in actuality, they're in it for maybe 10 minutes of the movie. So I wow. think it's just a marketing trick. Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess that can kind of lead the games that are on the horizon that we're looking forward to. Or actually, some of them came out already, but you guys mentioned a few of these in show topics. One that I'm really excited for, and it's on the horizon still, is the Attack on Titan game that's coming out for PS4. I think it's coming out at the end of this month. I'm really thinking about grabbing that day one and just like streaming for people, and it looks insane. Yeah, we talked about this back when it came out in Japan a while ago, or maybe not a while ago, but within the year. And the New York, or not New York, God, uh, North America and European copies are being released August 30th. And like we said before, this game looks amazing. This game looks like what everyone wants from Attack on Titan. Pretty much. Except for them actually fucking finishing the story. That's what everyone wants, but that's never going to happen. 
and that's what I mean. Well, before you go and say what you're going to say, I'm, all yeah. I have to say is I feel like I feel the need to rewatch the first season just to get uh, reintroduced to what's going on because it's been like I feel like at least a year or two since I watched that shit. Oh my god! But and it's so frustrating though, and I'm worried that I'm going to be like, wow, this show this show was really good, and then I'm just going to be left at the same like point of just like oh, and they they haven't done anything yet. So much potential. Yeah, it's. It, it at like the last guardian it's been five years from the first season of Act attack on titan to the second season which is coming out soon oh god yeah so don't I feel say like, that <laughs> i feel like it's the anime equivalent of game of thrones where like hey we made this thing oh wow it's super popular let's ride this merchandise wave for five years and not have any further development in the story kingdom hearts oh god it's a mess oh. so it looks good the game should be good uh, now that you actually have a PS4, we can get a first-hand review of it. Yeah. So, hopefully. I'm stoked. But, yeah, and then you guys each individually posted one. Uh, Bass's was kind of ABTD-oriented, and yours was about cooks or something? Yeah, I'll let Bass to go first. I've been rambling on. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> so I'd, I'd seen this game, um, and I, I think it was posted originally on um, the um, Game Dev subreddit. Um, it's called Death Road to Canada, and <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. It, it, I I encourage you, the listener, to to take a look at um, the video that they have on Steam. Um, maybe it wasn't on the Gabe Dev subreddit because I feel like it it's it's more mature than the sorts of games that you see there. And <laughs> if if the developer of Death Road to Canada is listening. Um, Please take no offense, or anybody else on the game list, for <laughs> that matter. Uh, but it, it's it's got some like it's it's uh, pixely sorts of graphics, um, but it's done in high resolution, uh, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the pixels like tilt and shift and stuff. So it's a it's a really interesting aesthetic, and then there's a lot of effects on top of it, like particle effects and different types of animations and stuff. I was really impressed by sort of the way the game moves. Uh, oh, and the fire! Wow. Yeah, it, I mean, it looks visually stunning for uh, sort of the, the the maturity of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, and like the the amount of like uh, I want to say zombies or creatures or whatever on screen, it gets pretty insane. Yeah, so it, I mean, from a technical standpoint, it it's very impressive. the The art style is very nice, um, and and it looks like the the kind of game that you you could sit there and play for like a half an hour. Uh, without getting too invested in it, it doesn't seem to look like like a very long running game like Minecraft or Don't Starve or something. Um, so it'd be interesting. Well, it'd be interesting to try it. One of the tags is roguelike, so I'm wondering if it's just jump in, play with a few friends, and see how long you can live. Yeah, and then die, and then do it again. I think that the sort of uh, corollary that I would draw is that it looks a lot like um, Kingdom. You remember that game? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it it seems sort of like that sort of style, uh, how you would play it. Uh, but it's it's fifteen bucks. Um, you can get it on Steam. Actually, bad. I should just purchase it now. Um, I, the reason I'm even talking about it, and the reason why I'm talking about it without having played it, <laughs> um, because I'm the worst, uh, is <laughs> be, well. So the the storyline for it is basically the storyline for the first season of Almost Better Than Dragons. Uh, so <laughs> yep. for the uninitiated listener, um, we have a sort of sidecar podcast called Almost Better Than Dragons. You can find it on the network website, almostbetter.net, along with all the other shows in the Almost Better Network. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, you can go back and listen to season one. Um, TLDR, we go to Canada, uh, and there's zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zombies and marijuana. Zombies it's pretty and interesting. And time travel. And uh, time travel. Yeah, it got yeah. weird real quick. My character got shot in the leg. I mean, you stood in front of the gun. Yeah, no, like, th- that's on you. Yeah, let's not get into it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and if you ever want to hear me try to decipher what the fuck rapping actually is, oh listen to the first God. season. Oh, yeah, God, it's just don't a lot remind of, like, us. weird limericks. Oh, yeah, it's just limericks. <laughs> oh, but the cool... Oh, anyway, about this Death Road to Canada game, the cool thing I see is, like, it's got, like, this kind of sense of nonsensicalness uh, wow that's a weird sentence but uh like for instance like there's like a pug that gets like a shotgun and like i see like this character with like a horse for a head so it looks like it's really got some kind of strange humor thrown in the mix yeah it's the game the definitely doesn't take itself very seriously which i like um and so yeah i'm, I'm all for it yeah I, w- I hope there's a gray beard character i hope so i, w- <laughs> I sure will some- play this and i will let you know uh how it turns out excellent how about you, Brian, in this overcooked game? Yeah, I saw this on the front page, and it I'll just have to add it to my list of local co-op games that look incredibly fun that I'll never get to play. Because there is no, <laughs> on, there is no online co-op. It's like that with a Crawl, which is one I still really want to play. But it looks like it's just Iron, Sh- Iron Chef against three other people in insane locations. So... From what I can tell, you're a chef and you're trying to make some sort of meal and you're competing against your, you know, I guess two to three to four other friends and you're just trying to make your meal. But some levels, there'll be like an earthquake that'll split the kitchen in half. Uh, sometimes you'll be cooking on a pirate ship or between two trucks and you have to run across them. So they'll be moving back and forth and like your ingredient will be on the other truck. So you have to try and get over there. Yeah. On a highway. It's insane. It looks absolutely insane and like a great party game. And it's definitely, we've talked about it before, but like local got, have, how many times have I said, I've said this before in this episode alone? Uh, no worries. Um, but it's one of those like couch co-op games, but it's for the computer. So you have to do it with other people. I guess you could, I guess the best way would be hooking your computer up to the TV to play this with everyone. Cause I can't imagine everyone gathered around a keyboard. Ooh. And yeah, you'd probably need like a good four. Like controllers, so because it does have full controller support, and I'm thinking if you're hanging out around a couch, that's your best bet. Yeah, there's a lot of games that are just made for this, where it's you can get it on the computer. I'm sure it's on console as well, and that'll probably be the easiest way to play it since it's already hooked up to a TV. Ooh, well, I actually have a Steam controller, and it's advertised like with to be like, oh, play with the Steam controller. So I might have to get that. And I also have like PS4 and PS3 controllers laying around, so I'm sure I could get like a full match going. Yeah, it. It looks super fun. It's just like the art style is great. That's what drew me in. But I I hope to see people playing this because I hope indie game developers can actually get some of the money, especially with all these websites like G2A and stuff screwing them over lately. Yeah, uh, this game looks fucking fun and adorable. So hell yeah, thanks for fun, bringing that one to our attention. Fun adorable. Fun adorable. Um, <laughs> but it can I, endure fun. It's fun adorable. Jesus, do we have any <laughs> kind of newsy bits before we dive into a conversation game or anything else? Uh, let me quickly look and just see if uh, there's anything that I posted. Ukulele released uh, like 27 minutes of like toy box gameplay. If you guys saw that video. I don't know if I did, actually. Alright, Ukulele is the game coming up that was kickstarted from the devel- a lot of the same people who worked in Rare Studios, 
who did all the Donkey Kong Country and Banjo-Kazooie games. Those amazing games. I think they did Conker's Bad Fur Day as well. So they were like prime at N64 era. And they kickstarted their newest game, which is Ukulele, which is, I'm just going to say straight up Banjo-Kazooie. Rip-off. Well, not rip-off because it's the same company. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's so right. Like we talked about this. Yeah. And it's a chameleon and a bat. And it's like watching the toy box is essentially just like them testing out all the lighting effects and the controls and stuff. And it's all in a very, like they have some textures layered into the environment and some of it's just big colorful squares, like unrendered. So it's just them kind of testing it out and seeing how well it all plays. And there's about like half an hour's worth of footage on it, uh, on YouTube somewhere. You can find it easily. And I think I actually saw like, uh, a Periscope video or whatever you want to call Periscopes of Shabon listener playing it. Like I saw it on her Twitter. So I'm not sure if it's like you can play them at local places or if she just got lucky and found where to play it, but it looks amazing. And it just reminded me like even some random objects had just have eyeballs and talk to you like in Banjo-Kazooie, like the collectibles and like it looks identical to Banjo-Kazooie except for the main characters. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to bother some people that it's not like a new groundbreaking idea, but I think most people are going to love it because those games are still fun. Like oh. I played, I played it, uh, probably Banjo Tooie like a year ago. Still good. It's oh, like, definitely without a doubt, dude. And honestly, yeah. if anything, I th- feel like it's going to strike a chord with, uh, the nostalgia in people's hearts. And honestly, it's just updated graphics, new characters, fresh game. I, I'm all for it. It looks pretty damn good. I'm watching gameplay now. And yeah, it looks like some kids just playing it. So I'm not sure. I think a couple people have it early access or whatever, if it's not out yet. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's like a local game convention or just a local store somewhere you can play it. Um, but if you have the ability to, I would definitely say check it out and get your hands on it if you can, because it looks super fun. Nice. Oh, and also, and as far as news goes, I did see uh, on Polygon that the developer of Buzz, the game, like the trivia game for PS3, uh, Relentless Software shuts down after 13 years. So that's depressing. But also, those games weren't that great. But it's funny because I had a bunch of roommates and uh, college buddies that we would always drink and play that game. So I don't know. I remember always picking the default name Hightower and being like this knight and, I don't know, playing a trivia game. So it was fun. <laughs> but it's it's interesting that they are shutting down after all these years. Yeah. I, they didn't really go anywhere with their games, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, they're kind of like the like Jackbox guy, like developer guys where they, just, they're, they make party games, but you can only do so much with it. So I know with the Jackbox guys, instead of doing another You Don't Know Jack, for like PCs and Xbox Ones and stuff, they made like a Jackbox party pack where it was similar games where you screw each other over and like play for sometimes trivia or sometimes just whoever can draw the best image. Um, and it was just in a big like bundle where you got like, I think five games in this pack instead of just the one. So I see it a lot with streamers. I don't know anyone who actually plays it themselves though with friends. So. Maybe with streaming and all this like streaming culture, this might be the way these games go, but it looks like Buzz isn't going to make it. No, but please play Jeopardy with me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, <anyway>. <laughs> Let's uh, play I was Walrus. All right. Well, actually, before we do that, um, I just it, like I'm really excited about this, um, and I realize half of it is already a thing and the other half isn't. Um, 
But I just want to talk about very quickly how excited I am for like all of this new Star Trek shit coming down the pipe in the next like six months. So we've got oh, Star Trek Beyond, which is like a thing. And I really want to see it, and I haven't had the opportunity. And then in January, allegedly, um, the new Star Trek series Discovery uh, is is going to be coming out um, on a Canadian network, if I'm not mistaken. And I have since learned, and this pleases me very much, that all of the episodes will be put on Netflix the day after they've been broadcast. So you'll actually oh. be able to watch it like this fucking century instead of... Like every other TV show, um, we have to wait. So that's really exciting. And I swear to almighty God, if it's another series with Scott Bakula, I'm going to rip my dick off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God please Star Trek Bakula. Enterprise is the worst Star Trek series ever made. Um, <laughs> it's even worse than Deep Space Nine. It's for real. Wow. Ooh, yeah, shots fired. But no, that's what I mean. I don't really follow the Star Trekiverse, so sorry, listener. Not a Trekkie. No, but that's fine. I'll give these new ones a chance. Let's put it that way. So here's here's my thing. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. about, like, the overarching story. I mean, I care a little bit, but, like, Deep Space Nine was all dialogue. It was all story. I couldn't stand it. Star Trek Enterprise, it was this weird, convoluted bullshit. I don't care. Right? Like, that's not why I watch the show. I watch the show for, like, all the weird technology and, like, scary aliens and Janeway losing her shit on somebody and whatever else that (laughs) happens, right? Like, um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I've heard a lot of very positive things about the new Star Trek series, and they've been very hush-hush about the details. But uh, hopefully it turns out to be fantastic. And in January, um, I'll be back on the show talking about... (laughs) Not that I won't be on the show for six months, but, you know. <laughs> you never know what best that I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've heard, I'm surprised, because I did enjoy the last Star Trek movie, uh, Beyond Darkness, or something Darkness, yeah, yeah. Darkness Falls, whatever it was. Um, but I've heard a lot of people say I, they didn't enjoy it as much. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And I'm surprised that the third one's doing as well, because usually a rebooted trilogy is usually shit after the first one, if the first one's even good. So I'm I'm happy to see that they're all doing well even though I'm not the biggest Trekkie fan. Well, as long as Basta doesn't have to lug all of his furniture to Pennsylvania I know. back, like, I think, I think we'll hear from him again. <laughs> Just get, get my couch on my back. Get some, like, some nice <laughs> straps to hold it on there, and then uh, just start that long journey. And then walk back and pick up more furniture. Um, <laughs> exactly. It'd be like Forrest Gump. Exactly. Like Forrest Gump, but with a lot more things. Um, and I will say, <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness was a really good movie. Um, it had some weird bits, and it was a little bit dialogue-y, but like, holy shit, was it yeah. probably the most action-packed Star Trek movie ever made. Um, One of my favorite parts was in the beginning, they were like, chastising Kirk, being like, you're reckless, you're a bad captain, you didn't follow protocol. He's like, hey, no one died on my mission when I was leader, so I got that going for me. Cut to 10 minutes later where half his ship just gets sucked out into space <laughs> and immediately killed. And I was like, ah, oh, the juxtaposition is amazing. Yeah. I love that part. But I, I will go see Star Trek Beyond um, as soon as I can. Uh, hopefully I didn't miss. Is it still in theaters? I don't think it's still in theaters. Um, really? Didn't it come out like a week ago? No, it was uh, July 22nd. I don't know. How long did things stay in theaters for? I, I don't go to the movies. Um, it depends uh, on how 
well they're doing well. yeah force awakens was in theater for like seven months Whatever. yeah what the fuck and then um the other guys i think or it was like de- a detective movie with like ryan goslin and russell crowe that apparently was supposed to be great like everyone said it was good was only in theaters for like a week and a half because it just didn't do well like Damn. financially yeah. Yeah. All right, let's play I Was the Walrus. Fair enough. (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to sneak that in there. Okay, so do you guys want to face off against each other? I feel like I don't mind being a judge, but I could also participate. I'm happy it's up to. to you guys. I'm happy to to kick Bren's ass. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh I guess them them's fighting words. All right, here we go. Then I got some categories for you guys. Uh, good because I don't. Here's one that I was just thinking of, uh, based off of our previous discussion. If you are the creator of a new sci-fi franchise. And the title of it is Star Something. What is the something for your franchise? Because we already got Star Wars. We already have Star Trek. Yours is Star Blank. Ooh. Oh, got it. And it's not even the dumb porn parody title I thought of <laughs> five seconds ago. God damn it. And it would have been Star Sax. God damn it. That- balls. Ever- I literally was thinking Star Balls, and I'm like, that's not a good answer at all. Spaceballs. I know, it's the but, best answer. Uh, and that's it, a great movie. So, so let's let's clarify: is this is this a movie or a TV show? Uh, whichever you prefer. In fact, you should clarify when okay. you answer. Or video game, for that matter. Um, yeah, you can, or you're up to game, any of that. Or, or, the, or any, book. There's plenty of things. Yeah, there's lots of types of media that an both franchises. Episodic, an episodic video game that goes on for like 20 episodes a year. So then it's a video game TV series, like essentially. And so, Whoa. what what are the the constraints of this question? Not to be pedantic, but can you just review the question <laughs> sure. again? Basically, I just need a single word that's going to follow the word "star," mm-hmm. and that's Fuck. the name of your franchise. Okay. Um, the weird thing is, more people are dead from the cast of Spaceballs than are from Star uh, from Star Wars. Ooh, that's sad. Oh. Yeah. What about Galaxy yeah, Quest? Did Tim Allen kick the bucket <gasps> yet? Oh no! They were actually talking about doing a Galaxy Quest two, and then Alan Rickman died. It's oh, so sad. God it could have happened. Damn it! Oh, it's so unfortunate. <sighs> now nah, Tim Allen's still alive, somehow still doing his show. That's just a home improvement reboot. Like he's just like the owner of like a fishing, like sporting goods store in like Michigan or something, and that's still on the air somehow. God damn it! Uh, that's weird. All right, are you, so Bren's ready, and I'm, Matt, are you I'm, still Bren? I think I'm ready now. I know exactly what I'm going to do. All right, guys, your next st- sci-fi franchise. Three, two, one, go. Star Jammers. Ooh, okay, I like both answers, but Star Jammers has a certain ring to it. Uh, it's just a that, cute word are for you sure pajamas. I, Star pajamas. Are you sure? That's <laughs> <laughs> just everyone in footy pajamas. Exactly. Are you sure that's not the porn parody answer you were thinking of? Because it sure sounds oh, like it. Oh, it could work, though. <laughs> God Everybody's, damn it. Everybody's Jam full pajamas. of stars. 
Oh god. Uh, and then and hey Kirk, look, I got a butt flap. I feel like on your porn parody, they're using the internet to look up porn, and they're like, "Should we use Star Search?" <laughs> no, but no. Tell me more about Star Search. Is it a TV show or a movie? So this is this is gonna be a movie, and then after okay. the movie, there's gonna be a TV show that carries on the story. So like the opposite of Firefly, and then <laughs> and then what what it's gonna be? Yes, canceled after two seasons. Space NATO is going to c- come to a group of space adventurers. And Space NATO wants the next great star. Um, and by star, they mean an anthropomorphic celestial body. And so these space adventurers are tasked with going out into the universe and searching for the next great s- star celebrity for uh, space television. Holy fucking shit. And it's an actual star? Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, it's like the girl from Inside Out. Like she, it, it's it's like an anthropomorphic uh, star. And then there's an alien, but he's got a weakened immune system because his atmosphere is so specialized on his planet. So he has to always wear a bio suit, and he's voiced by Howie Mandel, so he doesn't get any germs on him. God damn yeah. it! No, and he, he's uh, got like a really weird catchphrase too. Like, dang, nabbit! <laughs> he's a prospector. All right, now I have a firm. God damn it. I have a firm understanding of Star Search. Can you explain <laughs> Star Jammers to me? There's dark matter in them hills. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, I might go Star Search without even hearing about Star Jammers. I'll give you a chance. I'll give you a chance. Explain. Star Jammers is great because it's already an intellectual property in the Marvel Universe. And it's what happens to Scott Summers and Alex Summers, Cyclops and Havoc from the X-Men. Their father got abducted by aliens and became the captain of the Star Jammers, who were just space pirates and go around fucking shit up, and it's awesome. Do they also have a band? Uh, Is that why they jam? They jam. They jam hard because they're designed in the 80s, and they just have crazy mullets and neon colors, no matter the time period. Do they alternate between piracy and performance? Is this part musical? It could be. I, I honestly think there was an issue. Where they, did they could be the next. Like, to be they band. could be the next celebrity star. That th- these two series could merge. Whoa! Oh, I- I'm gonna go with Space Josie and the Pussycats reboot in there too somehow. <laughs> but, but they're a- they're actual cat ladies, like they're alien cat ladies. Jesus Christ! Guys, can we do this? This is great. I'm definitely going with Star Search because nice. I can. I'm just imagining first the space NATO or whatever the fuck you were describing. So that in general, I want to see, and I I could just imagine myself tuning into this uh, movie. So I'm for it with space Nikan and hosting. <laughs> God damn it! All right, well that was round number one. Uh, I do have another category that I I was actually listening to another podcast, and I was like, ooh, that actually sounds like a I was Walrus category. So. You stepping out on us, Doug? You cheating on us with other podcasts? Oh, totally. But no, hussy. This one, it's actually similar to stuff we've done in the past, but it's different enough that we're going to go with it. Um, imagine you are a planet. What is your terrain made out of, and what's the most popular, like the most populous creature that lives on you? Um, oh, it's going to get weird. What is when what is my terrain it? made out of? <laughs> Or yeah, what like you're? I guess like, are you mainly water or like earthy substance? <laughs> is this like an elemental you... planet? Like what? What? what does yeah, that you mean? could be a gas or something if you want. You could be like all Jupiter. What a gas! 
And then nothing's living on you, I guess. Or Unless you have like gaseous living. aliens. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you can want. Can I tie this Balloon back to space uh, to star search? Yeah, sure. It could be the star you found. Okay. Well, it's not a star. It's just a planet. Building onto the continuity. Oh, true. Come on, this is eighth grade Earth science right now. <laughs> in eighth grade, we had a we had a quiz, and on the quiz, uh, it was it was like matching where you have to like write the letter for each term, you know. And one mm-hmm. of one of the questions was, "What is the closest star to Earth?" And I wrote the letter for the Sun because it is. And I got it wrong. And all of the rest of my answers were incorrect because all of the letters had to like shift because I had fucked it up. Uh, and I was really upset about it. And and finally the teacher gave me back like the two and a half points for that one <laughs> that one answer. <laughs> I feel like every person has that one moment somewhere in their academic careers where they got fucked over, like yeah. and they didn't deserve it, and they still hold the grudge like to their dying I breath. I know. She was I a lovely woman though. She was she was she was sort of angry and mean, and then she decided she was going to retire, and she was lovely. Wow! Oh, she got out. Yeah, mine was a mine was a spiteful bitch who got through a bitter divorce and hated all men. That was fun. If you're listening, Mrs. Curley, um, I hope you're not dead. <laughs> Very nice. If you're listening, Mr. Ellie, I still fucking remember that. I fucking remember you, bitch. Oh, look. God. What but are we doing? I don't remember. We're playing Eyes of Walrus. God damn it. Right. Sorry, listener. <laughs> right, we, we, we good? Yeah. You guys ready? Uh, No, I was not thinking at all. Shit. Well, oh I'm going to force you to say something. Are you ready, Matt? I'm ready. Yes. All right. Then three, two, one, go. It's Space Crest. Uh, it's, a, it's a cold, <laughs> rocky <damn>. planet. <laughs> and, I, okay, but wait. And, it's hold hollow on. inside. It's, <laughs> it's a cold rocky planet um very little water and and the creature that that inhabits it primarily uh is uh the the the, the space crest and um when star search visits space crest they find all of these uh strange unusual slightly human looking creatures um, and they take the one named Ryan, and Ryan Spacecrest becomes the host of Star Search. Jesus fucking Christ. That is the biggest stretch I've ever heard. <laughs> um, okay, Brent, what are you made of and what lives on you? Uh, like, I, I thought since we are the planet, it would just be me, a giant fleshy ball of skin like (laughs) just planet size jesus christ (laughs) like quite literally just a human planet where i'm just like skin and crap oh god that's horrendous i imagine like a like a like a the lunar lander landing on the surface and like (laughs) the the legs of the lander just sort of depress into the flesh and then as the astronauts are stepping out like this little face is just like moving along the ground towards them it's like hey guys What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my face is, it's not, I can stretch this face to be any size, but it moves around the whole like, terrain of the planet. <laughs> exactly. like, anywhere the terrain is, my face can appear. Like, I'm like the Cheshire Cat, but in like planet size. All right, if this isn't terrifying enough, I have well, like the wait. most terrible mental image. Wait, go ahead if you have something. And I'm inhabited with the creatures that survive on me are these tiny, weird black balls, like five legs and like uneven legs, so it's always wobbling around. And like, two and a half eyes you're not quite sure if the half eyes really an eye or just a sphincter and they're <laughs> called self-doubt what they're called what self-doubt god damn it what the I fuck mean, dude i've been having it with doubt 
Oh my god, that is the craziest shit ever. Alright, and now let like me explain. One big ear. Just like like the size of a cunt. <laughs> and like uh, it, think it, about <laughs> this. These these little like, creatures, these terrible, like fucking nasty spider things crawling around, and then like there's this giant mountain which is actually a pimple or a zit, and it just bursts like a volcano. Oh my <laughs> god. That the the Grand Canyon's my ear. <laughs> Jesus fucking and Christ. Alright, I'm going like, with Speak up, I can't hear you! I can't read lips that well. Move closer to my ear. And then I move up next to a rock right next to him and go, what up? Oh, fuck. And like, <laughs> they don't know I'm there. No, and I imagine the, the team from St- a Star Search shows up and gives you some Neutrogena for your face. <laughs> it's very important to moisturize. We have to, we have to terraform this planet and they're just rubbing like acne cream all over. Yeah, I'm going with the massive human planet. Oh, uh, Brian yeah. gets that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, okay. that brings us around three and i don't have a category so i might need a minute let's think here come on hurry up i, I i'm after this show i'm i'm going getting some ramen oh nice. i am hangry as fuck right now <laughs> <laughs> all right well then every morning on my planet i hit the sun and i just start screaming because it's burning my eyes <laughs> oh! Oh, my <laughs> all day till night <laughs> that's terrifying god damn it <laughs> a giant sentient planet for round three since we've been doing all sorts of space stuff come up with a name for uh, a star system come up with a name for a star system by star system you mean like <clears throat> like a solar system yeah i guess like yeah a galaxy so to speak a galaxy well that's a di- that's different than a star system all right well i'm fucking up okay um <laughs> It's like, well, like, for instance, like, we have the Milky Way. What's your variance of that? Okay. The Snickers. Well, oh, okay. Are you guys ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was joking. I, okay, thank I'm, God. I'm ready. I know what, I know exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll just go by because it's dumb as fuck. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Three, two, one, go. The horse butt nebula. So <laughs> <laughs> mine is, is uh, full of some... A very small number of very old stars, and it's called the View. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> oh God, there's one really fat one, but <laughs> there's like three that change out all the time, but then they come back later. Yeah, one of those. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna. Never I mind. Hate, I hate both <laughs> answers. Uh, but which do you hate Nebula less? is terrible. Yeah, that's what I mean. I I hate less. The- well, the horse head nebula is an actual thing, so I figured his ass has to be somewhere. <laughs> that's just how science is. God damn! Are you serious? I didn't know about this. Yeah, the horse head nebula—that's totally legit. Oh, that gives you some serious credibility, then. Shit. I played Mass Effect. I think that's where the Krogans lived. The horse butt nebula. God damn it! It's the other end of the horse head nebula, and the people who have to stare at that one—whoo—they got fucked over. Oh, you're definitely not wrong. And the view. Oh fuck! I'm giving Bren this one. <laughs> yeah. And I was. I, it's so funny because initially I was like, "Oh, I'll just go with the view," but no, that that's got some solid logic behind it. And I, I in all re- in three dimensional space, the the horse butt galaxy has to exist somewhere. Yeah. So well played, Bren. You win. Like like Mel Brooks said, "Wit is shit. Funny is money. Don't try to be clever with Doug. Just go for the poop and butt jokes." Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, that was I Was the Walrus.
Well, that was a solid episode, guys. Let's wrap things up with plugs. Where can listeners find you, Matt? Do you want them to find you? Um, uh, you you'll find me slowly trekking along the side of a freeway uh, oh, <laughs> with, with some IKEA furniture on my back. Uh, or you could find me on the internet at Matt Basta, just about everywhere. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we'll get uh, ABTD back together soon um, and finish that shit up because there's some good stuff. Some good stuff right around the corner. Definitely. Yeah, we're about to we're about to finish up this continent. Um, if you if you Ooh. haven't listened to Almost Better Than Dragons, we're like what fourteen episodes into season two. Um, so now's a great yeah. time to catch up. Uh, this season, the episodes are a little, little bit shorter, and of course, you can find Almost Better Than Dragons and all of the other shows in the Almost Better Network at almostbetter.net. He's absolutely right. Go check out the network stuff. How about you, Bren? Uh, I'm on Twitter at A-B-T-S Brendan, right? That's correct. And <laughs> oh, Good job, Brendan. Um, <laughs> I remember. You remembered your Twitter um, handle. And I don't know when this episode's coming out, but if there's still time, if it's uh, September 1st, I believe, Aunt B, the guy who does most of our music, it has a show in Indiana. Once again, I do not know where. So go to his Facebook page and find out. Yeah, we'll try to have links to all of that. Um, yeah. And listener, if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, I personally Twitch stream every tw- uh, Tuesday and Thursday at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And if you could leave us a iTunes review, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, we've been getting a couple lately, so one of these days we'll read them. Not today. <laughs> We should probably remember to do that before the ending. Yeah, in fact, I'll write a note down so we don't forget next time. But regardless, now you have to remember to read the note. Yeah, yeah true. Write down write your, a note to remember to read the. Write down your PlayStation username on the back of a fifty dollar bill and mail it to. F- oh no! I'm keeping that up. <laughs> Quite an old reference and joke, but hey, longtime listeners might get it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.